Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed especially for our podcast listeners, and it is focused on getting us into God's Word for about 12 minutes or so each day, helping us to focus on our spiritual lives and our relationship with God, and in so doing, helping us to take on the day with a more positive and spiritual mindset so that we can face whatever rigors or challenges the day might throw at us in a more positive and victorious way. Have a better mindset. We want to encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. You may help somebody start to turn their thinking around, start to turn their focus around to their souls and their spiritual lives and their relationship with God personally. You may help them get on the right road that ultimately will lead them to eternal life in heaven. So think about what a great impact for good that you can have on other people's lives simply by sharing these short studies. You can do that through Facebook friends. You can do that through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. So share these short studies with anybody and everybody your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, again, everybody you can. We encourage you to do that. We've been asking the question, can I change? We've talked about how we do things, we say things, we act in certain ways, we take part in certain activities, and we ask ourselves later, why did I do that? I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that. I wish I hadn't said that. And we're sorry, we, we, but we can't take it back completely at that time. We can apologize, we can try to straighten things out, but we've already done it, we've already said it, we've already acted in that way, we've already taken part in that. Now, from a different perspective, maybe there have been some times when we know that we should have done something or we should have taken a stand on something or Maybe we, we should have spoken up when somebody else was doing something that was out of line and we, we didn't. We were too timid. We were too shy, too scared, too embarrassed, did not, want, did not want to call attention to ourselves. And again, we think later sorrowfully, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I do something? Can I change? Can I change? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Now, by our own power, eh, that's going to be iffy. But if we really want to change in the most profound ways we've talked about, we can turn to God and we can ask for his guidance, his blessing, his strength, his wisdom. We can begin to do that, of course, through prayer, but we also need to turn to him through his word. We can change God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. You see, prayer for the faithful Christian is a powerful, powerful tool. Powerful. Again, nothing is impossible for God. Some people say, I just can't change. I've been this way too long. I don't know why I do the things I do and all that. Don't let the devil pull the wool over your eyes and simply use your lips to, t to tell you a false, uh, a false uh, statement, you know, a lie. You can change with God's help. 
and you can change in profound and fundamental ways. We can become a new man. If you have your Bibles, if not, follow along in your, in your mind. I want us to look at Colossians chapter 3. And here the Apostle Paul begins with this question. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Now first he says, if you were raised with Christ. Well, if you were baptized into Christ, then as you came up out of that grave of water, you were raised with him. You can read Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 6 to see that truth. And then he says, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. And then he talks about a mindset in verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. You see, again, you have to set your mind on something. You have to make up your mind. If you really want to change, make up your mind. Don't be wishy-washy about it. Don't be happenstance, haphazard. Make up your mind. He goes on and says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. He's not talking about physical death here. He's talking about having died to your old lifestyle, your old life. When Christ, who is our life, appears, he goes on and says, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on this earth. Again, he's not talking about committing suicide here. He's talking about your old practices, your old mindsets. And so he says, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which, now here's the point that we really need to, to pick up on, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Oh, they were no longer walking in those sinful, wicked ways, those lifestyles and those practices. He said, you once walked in those. Now, why could he say they once walked in those? Past tense. Because they had changed. Their lives had changed. They had become Christians. He goes on in verse 8 and he says, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Oh, they had changed. That old person they used to be, that sinful, wicked kind of lifestyle they used to live, he says, you changed. You put that old man off and you put on a new man. And wh where was the focus that helped you see how to put that new man on? Knowledge, the word of God. The word of God. You learned the gospel. You learned how you can change. And you did change. Now, think about this. Scripture has a whole lot to say about new things. God called the last half of the Bible the New Testament or the New Covenant. Matthew 26 and verse 28, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 13. 
Think about Jesus was laid in a new tomb after his crucifixion, death on the cross, Matthew 27 and verse 60. He gave us a new and living way, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 20. He gave us a new commandment, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, to love each other as he loved us. He gave those who would come to him in faithful obedience and be baptized into him for the remission of their sins. Those who would come to salvation through him, he gave us a new name, Revelation 2 and verse 17, Christian. Preachers are to take things are, are, are to take things out of the word, new and old, Matthew 13 and verse 52. Jesus made of two groups of people that had been the focus of the Jews of Old Testament times and early New Testament times, they saw people as being either Jews or Gentiles, and the Jews looked down on the Gentiles. Well, Jesus came to make of those two groups, just one new person, Ephesians 4 and verse 24, and that is a Christian. All can become Christians, no matter what country they're from, no matter what ethnicity they're, they're coming out of, no matter what color of skin, no matter what educational status, all can become Christians. We are to put on the new man, Ephesians 4 and verse 24, and look for new heavens and a new earth, 2 Peter 1 and verse 13, and a new Jerusalem, heaven itself, Revelation 3 and verse 12, where we'll sing a new song, Revelation 14 and verse 3. Oh, how wonderful it will be to be in heaven, a new home for us. God was the original makeover artist. He promised, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. And Galatians 6 and verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation or a new person. Again, Galatians 6 and verse 15. God commands Christians to continue to put out, or purge out the old leaven. Now, he's not talking about baking here. He's talking about the old leaven that influenced the way we lived before we became Christians, before we were ready to make that change in our lives. Put out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. Oh, the metaphor there is beautiful and rich. Now, sinners have the possibility, the responsibility, of becoming saints. Imagine that. That is Christians. The prodigal son had the opportunity to, live the, to leave the pig pen and travel the way of repentance back to his father's house and be wearing new clothes again and have plenty to eat and new shoes and a new ring on his finger. He was able to do that because he made up his mind to change, to get out of the pig pen, Luke 15, verses 20 through 24. Paul calls this process the renewing of your mind, 
Romans 12 and verse 2. God constantly says to his children what Solomon said to his. My son, give me your heart. Proverbs 23 and verse 26. If you really want to make that change, if you want to live the better life, the most fulfilling and rewarding life with the greatest hope, you need to give God your heart. Now, giving God your heart is not just a statement. It's a change of life. And in doing so, you're making up your mind to live by his teachings, which includes obedience. Let's begin to look further next time. Let's pray now. Father, help us to understand how we can change. First, that we need to change, but also that we can change through your power, your mercy, your grace, your strength, Father, your direction. Help us to make up our minds to change our lives with your help by coming to you through Jesus Christ. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.